Welcome back, everyone, to the Cabin of Horrors podcast. We had a week hiatus, and I thank you all so much for being patient with me while uh, this week's episode came out. This week, we're going over Army of Darkness, Ash vs. Evil Dead, Evil Dead the Game, and things over at the Cabin of Horus have been pretty busy lately. Been streaming on Twitch a lot, and I love hanging out with all of you that have been coming into the stream, saying hi, subscribing, and just having a good time with me. If, you, if you've been in the streams, you, you know how much hilarity has been going on and how much all of you have been fucking me over on every game I play. Oh my god, whether it be no cursing, whether it be choosing the character that I play in Dead by Daylight, my god, you guys have been certainly putting me through the gears when it comes to playing games on Twitch, so thank you everyone who's been tuning into the streams, tons more to come, we're gonna have so much fun on Twitch, so if you're not there yet, come visit us on twitch.tv slash cabinofhorrors, I stream five days a week, there's tons of fun to be had, I'd love for you to hop on over and say hi, and tell me what you think of the podcast. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I'm really excited to finally put this all together. Finally have some time where I can sit down and actually give Army of Darkness the amount of time I want to give it. Because this is definitely by far my favorite entry in the Evil Dead series. Hands down, the best. I love Army of Darkness. It's got the perfect amount of camp. It's great comedy. It's got horror elements in it. And Bruce Campbell cemented himself as a pop culture icon because of this movie. And most of the quotes and things that you hear from quote-unquote Evil Dead is actually from Army of Darkness. Like the boomstick quote, swallow this, uh, my name is Ash, housewares. You know, those kind of quotes. Hey, she-bitch. Like, all of those came from Army of Darkness, right? While Evil Dead 1 and 2 are great movies, don't get me wrong. If you've listened to the episodes before this where we went over the first Evil Dead and then the second Evil Dead, you'll know that I love those two movies and they are definitely horror movies that have cemented themselves as inspirations in the genre. But Army of Darkness, in my opinion, is by far the best of all the Evil Dead movies. So let's get into it. Let's dive right into Army of Darkness. They had already been thinking of doing a third Evil Dead movie right when they were doing Evil Dead 2 and when they were working on Darkman, when uh, Sam Raimi was doing the superhero movie Darkman, they had already had an idea that they were going to do a third Evil Dead movie. And since they had the opportunity to do it and they really wanted to do that whole 1300s medieval era aspect that they didn't do in the second Evil Dead, they were able to bring it to life when it came to Army of Darkness. And at first, Raimi had invited Scott Spiegel to come back and co-write Army of Darkness with him because he had done such a good job with him on Evil Dead 2. But at the time, Spiegel was working with Clint Eastwood on The Rookie doing rewrites, so he wasn't available. At that point, Sam called his brother Ivan over. They had a good experience together writing the screenplay for a film called Easy Wheels. So they actually are the ones who co-wrote Army of Darkness together. And it was actually Ivan who was the one who brought more comedy into the script. Bruce Campbell specifically said that they had all decided the, that they were going to get him out of the cabin. They didn't want to have Ash back in the cabin. There were earlier drafts where Army of Darkness did take place in a cabin, but they thought, we all know it's a cabin, let's move on from the cabin, let's go to a new scene. And that's when the 1300s came up and they're like, let's make it more interesting. And the initial budget of the movie was $8 million. But during the pre-production, it became way too obvious that it wasn't going to be enough. 
Now, because the movie Darkman was such a financial success, DeLaurentis, who is the funder for all the other Evil Dead movies as well, he had a multi-picture deal with Universal. So Army of Darkness ended up becoming one of those films. The studio itself contributed half of the film's $12 million budget, but the film was ambitious. It had massive extensive effects work, as we know. So that forced Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, and the producer Robert Tapert to put up $1 million of their collective salary so they could shoot a new ending and not film a scene where there's a possessed woman pushing down some giant pillars. Principal photography took place between a soundstage and on-location work. The movie itself was filmed in Bronson Canyon and Vasquez Rocks Natural Area Park. The interior shots were filmed on an introvision stage in Hollywood. And shooting began in mid-1991 and it lasted for about 100 days. It was a mid-summer shoot and while they were on location on a huge castle set that was built near Acton, California on the edge of the Mojave Desert, the cast and the crew endured very hot conditions during the day and very cold temperatures at night. So they're getting temperature abuse throughout the whole entire filming of Army of Darkness, which, which took about 100 days, so think about that. Most of the film itself, it took place at night and the filmmakers shot most of the film during the summer when the days were longest and the nights were shortest. And it would take about an hour and a half to light an area, leaving the filmmakers only about six hours left to shoot a scene. So they're on tight time constraints, right? And you can think too of all the time it took to put the makeup on all the characters from Evil Dead and get them into costume, like to only have that much time to shoot <laughs> that can make things pretty tense when you're trying to keep things on track and on top of that there was money problems which forced the cinematographer bill pope to shoot only for certain hours monday through friday because he couldn't be paid his standard fee and it was a difficult shoot for bruce campbell he had to learn elaborate choreography for some of the battle scenes this involved him remembering a number system because the actor was often fighting opponents who weren't actually there because they had to put them in in uh, post-production, right? Some of the scenes, like Evil Ash walking along the graveyard while his skeleton minions come to life, that blended stop-motion animation with live-action skeleton puppets that were mechanically rigged with prosthetics and visual effects. And during the filming of a scene where Campbell flipped a stuntman down a set of stairs, the lower part of his face connected with a piece of armor, which resulted in him cutting open his face. Campbell was then brought to a local emergency room so they could have the wound mended by a plastic surgeon, who, when he saw the number of artificial cuts and slashes that were on Campbell, face he actually asked okay which one is it <laughs> because he's going in and makeup right as ash he's got cuts and slashes all over him that are fake and then he's got one real big one that they need to tend to and he's like i don't know which fucking one it is <laughs> like which one is it that's fucking hilarious and the filmmakers, they originally intended to reshoot the shot from Evil Dead 2 where Ash and the Oldsmobile fall from the sky onto the ground in medieval England, with Bruce Campbell later stating that the reason they sought to reshoot it was rather than reusing footage from the previous film because of a rights issue. The intention was for Bruce Campbell to jump from a ladder onto the ground and the Oldsmobile dropped from its suspension on an aircraft cable attached to a crane on a nearby access road. However, the support legs under the crane gave out, which caused the car to prematurely crash to the ground and the crane to fall off a cliff into a gravel pit. And it was actually funny because Bruce Campbell talked about that and said it was ironic because after all the hassle, they just wound up using the footage from the 1986 movie Evil Dead 2 anyways. So... While DeLaurentis had given Sam Raimi and his crew freedom to shoot the film that the way they wanted it to, Universal took over during post-production, and they weren't happy with Raimi's cut at all, because they didn't like the original ending. They felt it was too negative. 
in the ending that they were given, the potion Ash has causes him to oversleep. And when he wakes up in his futuristic post-apocalyptic wasteland. So a lot different than the ending that we got and definitely a lot more ominous as well. A more upbeat ending was then shot a month later in a lumber store in Malibu, California, which is the ending we got. Then two months after principal filming was finished, there was a round of reshoots, which began in Santa Monica, and it involved Ash in the windmill in the scenes with Bridget Fonda. And there was some political red tape mumbo jumbo that was going on with Army of Darkness at the same time. Now, Sam Raimi needed $3 million to finish the film, but Universal wasn't willing to give it to him. Now, at the same time, they're in a dispute with DeLaurentis, the guy who's funding the movie overall. They were in a dispute with him over the rights of the Hannibal Lecter character. Universal needed it so they could make a film sequel to Silence of the Lambs. So because of that dispute they were also having with DeLaurentis, not only did they not give the money that Raimi needed to finish the film, they delayed its release. Eventually, they, they resolved the matter, but the release date for Army of Darkness was pushed back from summer of 1992 to February 1993. And when the film was released, it definitely got great response. It got great reviews, people enjoyed it, but it was not a box office success. It was a budget of $11 million, and the film earned $11.5 million in the US and $21.5 million worldwide. So it wasn't in any way a box office smash hit. It didn't make the kind of money that you see in other movies from the time. And people loved it. Even today, people still love Army of Darkness. It's still considered one of the greatest Evil Dead movies. It's definitely my favorite Evil Dead movie of all time. I absolutely adore it. So what we're going to do now is we're actually going to head into the plot of Army of Darkness. We're going to talk about the movie itself. But before we do that, we're going to head on over to my Instagram and we're going to see what some of my people have to say about Army of Darkness. And we've got a couple of comments from my followers here on Army of Darkness. First one comes from one of my favorite people, Skellington Fan. If you're listening to this, hello, you are amazing. Thank you so much for all your support. You are family at the Cabin of Horrors. Skellington Fan says pure comedy gold. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. It's the funniest Evil Dead movie. The comedy and the corniness of it just add to how iconic and how much of a cult classic it is. The movie is 100% pure comedy gold. The next one comes from Leprechaun81 who says, Yo, she bitch, let's go. <laughs> one of my favorite moments in Evil Dead is when that demon's coming up and he's like, Yo, she bitch, and just cocks the fucking gun. Oh, man. Great fucking movie. Great quote. Awesome. Thank you, everybody who always comments and gives support and always wants to get their say in on whatever we're talking about on the Cabin of Horrors podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so freaking much. So now let's head into the plot and talk about the movie that we are all here to talk about, Army of Darkness. In an age of darkness. May God have mercy upon your souls. Something's wrong. Something's amiss. At a time of evil. You shall die! When the world needed a hero. This one was souls. I don't want to die! What it got was him. Groovy. Get all your shoelaces untied. He's a 20th century guy. For that arrogance, I shall see you dead. Trapped. In the Middle Ages. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. This is my boomstick. Now, let's talk about how I get back home. Foretold by a mystical book. Within its pages are passages that can send you back to your time. Forewarned by a wise man. You must recite the words, Klaatu, Berata, Niktu. I got it, I got it. Fulfilled 
by a wise guy. Matu, Rada, when thou misspoke the words, the army of the dead awoke. Now he's got a date. Give me some sugar, baby. With the army of darkness. You found me beautiful once. Honey, you got real ugly. Sound the trumpets. Raise the drawbridge. Drop the Oldsmobile. From Sam Raimi. Oh, that's gonna hurt! Director of Darkman. Comes Army of Darkness. They live. They breathe. They suck. Army of Darkness. So the movie starts off with Ash Williams having been accidentally transported to the Middle Ages, to the 1300s. He's captured by Lord Arthur's men who suspect him of being a spy for Duke Henry. This is who Lord Arthur is at war with at this current point in time. So Ash is enslaved and they also capture this Duke Henry. His shotgun and chainsaw are also confiscated, and he's taken to Arthur's castle. So it's at this point that Ash is thrown in a pit where we get one of the most awesome moments of the movie. Even though it's at the beginning, it's amazing. We get the boomstick line, and he just... We see badass Ash Williams at his finest here. So he's thrown in a pit where he kills a deadite, and he gets his weapons back from Arthur's wise men. After demanding that Henry and his men be set free, he kills a deadite publicly. Ash is then celebrated as a hero because he saved the day after shooting a deadite with his boomsticks. <laughs> he grows attracted to a lady named Sheila, who is one of the sisters of Arthur's fallen knights. According to the wise men, the only way that Ash can return to his time is through the magical Necronomicon <laughs> Ex Mortis. Of course! Ash cannot escape the Necronomicon. It's, it's the carrying theme throughout all of the Evil Dead movies is the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the Book of the Dead. The one thing that Ash just cannot in any way get away from. So Ash sets out on his search for the Necronomicon and he enters into a haunted forest where he's pursued by an unseen force into a windmill and then crashes into a mirror. Small reflections of Ash in the mirror shards start to come to life, and one becomes a life-sized copy of him, which Ash kills and buries. So when he arrives at the Necronomicon's location, he actually ends up finding three books instead of one. And now he has to determine which one of the Necronomicons is real. So he realizes at the last moment that he's forgotten the last word of the phrase that's going to allow him to remove the book safely. So he tries to mumble and cough his way through the pronunciation <laughs> to make it sound like he said the right words. And he ends up grabbing the book and begins rushing back. Meanwhile, unknown to Ash, his ruse has completely failed. <laughs> and the copy that he made so that the copy of Ash, his body's copy, it rises from the dead and unites with other deadites into the army of darkness. So upon his return, Ash begins demanding to be returned home to his own time because he, he thinks that he's won, that he's, he's pulled a fast one over the deadites. But at this point, Sheila's abducted by a flying deadite and then later transforms into one. Ash becomes determined to lead the outnumbered humans against the army of darkness and everyone else pretty much reluctantly agrees. <laughs> so, so Ash and his army begin going out to fight the deadites. He 
checks out the textbooks that are chilling in his Oldsmobile Delta 88 and he starts reading through them and he uses that knowledge and enlists the help of Duke Henry and successfully leads soldiers to victory over the Deadites and their captain. And at the same point, he saves Sheila as well and brings peace between Lord Arthur and Duke Henry. So, yay! Happy fucking ending, right? So he then uses a passage from the real Necronomicon and the wise man tells him how he can return to the present by giving him a potion after reciting the same phrases earlier. So then Ash comes back to the present. Ash begins recounting his story to another employee at Esmart, who's actually played by Ted Raimi. And while they're at Esmart, he starts talking to a female co-worker who's interested in the story that he's telling. And it turns out that this co-worker is a surviving deadite. Because Ash once again forgot the last word. So the deadite starts attacking all the customers. Ash starts going and trying to attack the deadite in a badass scene on the table with a shotgun. Ash ends, or sorry, not a shotgun, a Winchester rifle. Ash ends up killing it and exclaims, Hail to the king, baby, and passionately kisses the female co-worker as the movie goes to end credits. So I know the movie itself doesn't sound like much when you really break down the plot itself, but I'm telling you, it's absolutely hilarious. It's tons of fun, and if you have never seen Army of Darkness, you definitely need to add it to your list of horror movies because it's one of the greatest ones, right? Like, it's many things. It's a gothic splatter comedy, and it's a take on a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court. And it's just a film that finds common ground in those geek-friendly canons of H.P. Lovecraft, the one who gave the world the Necronomicon ex mortis. And it's also one of the great departures in sequel history. Because when you think of the places the third entry in a low-budget horror comedy trilogy could grow, you're not going to think that it's going to become a time-traveling fantasy adventure comedy that feels like Three Stooges and Monty Python. Like, it's this is not the first thing that's going to spring to your mind. Honestly, Army of Darkness feels like a love letter from Sam Raimi to Bruce Campbell. And the movie's the best Bruce Campbell that we could ever get. <laughs> it's the best Bruce Campbell imaginable. And it represents a triumph of old-school craftsmanship in terms of direction, special effects, stop-motion animation, costumes, props. And Campbell really dominates the movie to such a, a degree that it really sometimes feels like it's a one-man show, right? Like, you really get that vibe in Army of Darkness that it is all about Bruce Campbell. And I am in for it. And I, I feel like it's because he doesn't really just play Ash, right? He plays tiny little versions of himself as Bruce Campbell. And one of the really great things about making a movie rooted in the infinite horrors that is the world of H.P. Lovecraft, anything is possible. One of the many exciting things about Army of Darkness and the crazy maverick energy that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell really bring to it is that it realizes the potential to a remarkable degree. It's, it's astonishing how many inspired ideas that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell fit in to 81 fucking minutes of a movie <laughs> because you really see that throughout Army of Darkness. And like I said, if you haven't seen Army of Darkness, it's definitely one you need to see. And I would definitely suggest watching all of them before you go into the TV series, which is known as Ash vs. Evil Dead. It's an amazing TV show. I don't know if anyone's watched it. If I've seen the whole entire series three times. I love Ash vs. Evil Dead. It's actually my comfort show. It's one of my favorites. It's absolutely hilarious. And it, it takes a lot of that campiness and that comedy that we got in Army of Darkness. And it carries it out throughout the series. While still having a lot of those horror elements that we saw from Evil Dead too. It really has a nice blend of comedy and horror elements that'll really make everyone just laugh, but at the same time be terrified at certain points. And the show itself was still developed by Sam Raimi, Ivan Raimi, 
they were still involved and it's of course still set in the evil dead universe bruce campbell comes back as ash williams there's three seasons of it and there's also a lot of awesome supporting cast members that really make the show rounded out and just absolutely awesome and it's actually set 30 years after the first three evil dead films so we're 30 years into the future now at this point and we've got a old man ash <laughs> however you want to call it and it's a direct sequel to the first evil dead trilogy and it starts with ash williams working at value stop as a simple stock boy also working at the store is his friend pablo and kelly who's the object of pablo's affections ash has pretty much done very little with his life since he returned from the middle ages at the end of army of darkness you can tell because he's still working at like a value stop kind of store like a corporation chain doing stock and at the same time you see at the beginning of the series that he's living alone in his trailer and also drinking alone in bars so ash isn't really living his best life after fighting teddites however he's gonna have to completely renounce that routine existence and become a hero once more by taking up his chainsaw and going to fight deadites that are basically coming after him now and he doesn't know why joining him are going to be his co-workers pablo and kelly who are two amazing supporting cast members i love pablo and kelly they are probably they are actually my two favorite supporting characters in the entire evil dead franchise i love pablo and kelly they're absolutely amazing and they go out on a quest to save humanity from the deadites and the life of the series actually started as two competing ideas for a fourth evil dead film however at the time the raimi brothers didn't know how to get funding for the film so it was written instead as a tv show so writing for that medium really presented new challenges for raimi because he had to make the series more accessible to viewers not only to viewers that were going to watch it on tv but also to newer viewers right it's been a long time it's, it was probably about a good 20 years since an evil dead movie was released that they were going into a tv show so it's a whole new generation of viewers you have to make it accessible to them while still making it a homage to the people that enjoy evil dead as a whole and the reason why the show actually was put on stars was because it was the only network that would give them the ability to be unrated and unrestricted. So we were able to get the best Evil Dead that we could get from Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell because it was unrated and unrestricted. And because of legal issues with Universal Pictures, they actually couldn't use any events from Army of Darkness in the first season. It couldn't be mentioned in any way, shape, or form. And then in April 2015, the producers made it clear that they wanted to resolve that issue. So they ended up stating that the rights had been resolved and that they could start making references to Army of Darkness, which you do see from season two onward in the show. You begin to see a lot of references to Army of Darkness. And then unfortunately, in 2018, it was announced that Ash vs. Evil Dead was going to be cancelled after three seasons, and it was because of a ratings decline. Towards the end of the third season, the ratings had declined from the initial 437,000 same-day viewers of the first season to around 175,000 viewers. So that's a big drop. That's a big drop, and we can understand at that point why it's cancelled. And according to Variety, at the time of the eighth episode of the third season's airing, the show had actually averaged a 0.08 rating with approximately 177,000 viewers per episode. And Bruce Campbell stated at the time of the cancellation that Ash vs. Evil Dead had been the ride of his life. Ash Williams was the role of a lifetime, and it was an honor to reunite Evil Dead partners Rob Tapert and Sam Raimi to give our tireless fans another taste of the outrageous horror comedy that they demanded. But that doesn't mean that Evil Dead dies after that point, right? <laughs> Maybe it's the end of Ash Williams, 
but both Campbell and Raimi signed on to do Evil Dead Rise. We're going to be getting that coming out in the next few months. They also were contributors to the Evil Dead movie, the reboot, which is absolutely an amazing movie as well. If you haven't seen that, I would definitely check it out. And Ash vs. Evil Dead as a TV show was really a great idea because they were able to expand on the lore of the franchise and really dive deep into the Necronomicon Ex Mortis, the different worlds that come with it, the different demons, and really just hammer in the lore that fans really wanted to see after Army of Darkness. So if you haven't checked it out and you're an Evil Dead fan, you definitely need to go and watch Ash vs. Evil Dead. I know here in Canada it's on Netflix. I'm not sure where it is anywhere else, but if you have the opportunity to watch it, I definitely would. And if you're a gamer and also have the opportunity to play Evil Dead the game, I highly recommend it as well because Evil Dead the game is a lot of fun, especially if you are a fan of the movies because there is so many Easter eggs in the game. The locations are iconic and make you feel like you're actually in an Evil Dead movie. The catchphrases that you would expect to be there are there for each and every character and the characters you get to choose from are absolutely awesome. You can play as any Ash, so you can play as Ash from the first Evil Dead game, the second Evil Dead game, Army of Darkness, Ash versus Evil Dead. You can play as Lord Henry. You can play as, or not Lord Henry, sorry, Lord Arthur. You can play as Henry the Red. You can play as Kelly, Pablo. You can play as Scotty. You can play as so many people. And there's going to be DLC to be released as well, where you can actually play in Kandar Castle, which I I am personally stoked for. <laughs> now, Evil Dead the Game, it's actually a survival horror game, and it was developed by Saber Interactive and has both cooperative gameplay and PvP, which is player versus player gameplay. If you're a gamer and want to play it, it was released for PC through the Epic Game Store. I'm sorry it's not on Steam, I know, but hey, who cares? It's also on the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and the Xbox Series XS, and it will later be released on the Nintendo Switch as well. And the game is an asymmetrical multiplayer game, but if you're trying to think of it and compare it to like Dead by Daylight, you'd be wrong. It's not like it's not similar to Dead by Daylight. While it is an asymmetrical multiplayer game, I would compare it more to Friday the 13th the game than I would Dead by Daylight. It's a lot more objective based and it's a lot more uh, it's a lot more engaging. You actually get to fight the demons, right? You can fight the demons that are coming at you. You can attack. You can strategize a little bit more than you can in Dead by Daylight as a survivor. And there's also two different modes, right? There's a survivor mode, and then there's the demon mode. And they're completely different, right? The gameplay in both modes is so unique that you're going to want to play both modes at one point but the demon's difficult right because you're you're doing four versus one at that point because you have a team of four survivors that you at that point need to take out so it's a lot easier to win the game as a survivor than it is as a demon because you're working in a team of four and the game also features a level up system with skill tree mechanics and the skill trees themselves they're dependent on your class so the skill trees are not specific to the character you're playing they're dependent on the class and the classes are leader warrior hunter and support so each character that falls under those classes will have the exact same skill tree because the skill tree is only dependent for the class. There's tons of maps in the game, including the cabin in the woods from the Evil Dead movies. There's over 25 weapons, including Ash's chainsaw and the boomstick. And the three playable demons you can also play are the warlord, the puppeteer, and the necromancer. You can actually play as Henrietta if you want to be the demon, which is my, that's my demon of choice. I always play as Henrietta. It's so much fun to just look gross as fuck and just play Henrietta. 
And when the game came out, it is recent. It's come out in the last like four or five weeks. It received mixed or average reviews for some reason. I'm not sure why not everybody loved it, but it sold 500,000 copies in five days. So you know it can't be that bad. Personally, I absolutely enjoy it. And there's also missions you can play. So you can play single player if you want. Like if you're not into PvP and you don't want to play with other people, hey, that's fine. I'm with you. You can play single player missions that'll unlock other characters and content that you can play in game. Or you can also play with bots. If you don't want to play with other people and deal with that bullshit, there's bots. You can play with AI and just enjoy the game at your own pace and just learn it and not have to worry about the bullshit of playing with other people. So keep that in mind. If you're a gamer and you want to play Evil Dead the game, keep that in mind. I want to thank everybody so much for tuning into this episode of the Cabin of Horrors podcast. It was absolutely great going over every single Evil Dead movie in the original trilogy, as well as the game in the TV show. I absolutely love this franchise. It is definitely one of my absolute favorites of all time. And I cannot wait to be back again next week with our next episode, which will be a surprise. If you want to know what is going to be happening next week for the podcast, you best be following cabin of horrors on instagram follow us at instagram.com slash cabin of horrors because this is our 10th episode this is the 10th episode of the cabin of horrors podcast which actually concludes our first season because we're doing 10 episode seasons so now that our first season is done and we've gone over a whole bunch of horror movies we're going to be moving into something a little different which you can only find out if you're following on Instagram. So make sure you're, you're, you're there and you're following. I cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. And thank you again for tuning into this week's episode. I appreciate all the support you guys give me. I hope you stay scared.